Hello gamers and welcome to the first episode of Listen Gamer, the new podcast coming to you talking about all the things from gaming to new releases to those nostalgic games that we grew up on. My name is Ryan. My name is King Crazy. So let's get straight into it. So one of the most uh, iconic games that's come out this year so far, I believe, has been the new Evil Dead game. Have you yes. had the chance to play that at all yet? I haven't, no, but it does look quite fun. I will be... It really does, doesn't it? Yeah, I will admit, it's, it, it looks pretty sick. Like, um, I know a couple of people have played it and they said it's really, like, it's quite similar to, like, a game of chess where you're just, sometimes you have to play the long games, other times you're getting on top of each other and stuff, like, that's it's crazy. Yeah, that's all you want in a game, though, isn't it? Like, you don't know whether it's going to last 10 minutes or, like, half an hour, but as long as it is, you have that thrill and you get that fun of being in the game and playing the game for that amount of time. That's all that matters. You don't want to be in a half an hour game and it's like, oh my god, this is boring. But, like, from the trailers and the gameplay that I've seen, it looks really fun. Yeah, it really does. Like, the the team aspect of it and even the the killer or the demon the, side of it just looks really interesting to play. The voice lines. <laughs> the voice lines are pretty funny, too. Just shitting in the tall grass classic we love them all i do. do i do need to get around to playing it for sure so i take it you know a little bit more about it than i do so do you want to explain it a little bit more to me um little bits here and there so um from what i've gathered of it is um essentially it's four versus one so you've got the four survivors they go around and they have to gather certain items um, the demon's job is to stop them from getting these items. Once oh. they've got the items together, they can make a spell of banishing to get rid of the demon, and they win. Okay, cool. So, um, a way a friend was explaining it to me was, um, the demon doesn't know where any of the survivors are until they make noise. Okay, so it's, it's similar to another asymmetrical horror game then i take it um are there things like yeah. scratch marks or is no, it just no, noise no. notifications it's it's more noise notifications so the map is really big so um they can go around collecting these these items you have to place like traps and minions and stuff around the map but you'll only know where they are if they do something that makes a lot of noise, like getting in a car or shooting guns or anything like that. So if they can avoid that, you won't know where they are until they start doing it. Okay, so it's from it's kind of a mix of multiple games in my head right now. So do you remember Home Sweet Home Survive, where you could set yeah, traps for yeah. the killer? So there's that aspect of it. There's also like the cod zombies aspect of it where if you make noise the zombies will come and follow you so which is you're the zombie or the, you're the demon in this case which me makes me think when you make a noise notification that's when it like glows or it gives you some sort of auditory like sort of perspective of where that noise came from so you can go and chase it but then it's also got the dead by daylight aspect where it's 4v1 and you have to like essentially escape or in this case kill the demon yeah so um it's it is the same as that it's just i think with dead by daylight it's a lot more on like hide and seek and yeah. looping palette stunning and all the rest of it whereas like 
the Evil Dead, you get the the whole you get the finishers, you get you you've got guns and shit to actually fight these minions with, and so yeah, yeah like what you said with Dead by Daylight, it's 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 kind of like a glorified hide and seek game where you just the side quest really is to just like complete the generators, escape the game, not get killed. Whereas in the Evil Dead, the way you've explained it to me is, is more of an actual horror film in in a game where you, the survivor, or you, the sort of the cheerleader then that needs to be saved or what whatever you, you, you want to call it, you guys have to work together, defeat like the evil to get to the end of the film or whatever you want to call it. But you, there is an ending for both sides. Either you die and you fail, or you all come together, shoot the demon in the face, and win. Pretty much. Yeah. So <laughs> definitely. So it's it's essentially um, with with Dead by Daylight, it's a lot focused on like escape yeah. versus dying, whereas the Evil Dead is a lot more on one side is going to kill the other side eventually, and there's no other way around it yeah there's no like cheesing your way out to to an exit gate like an escape hatch or uh like everyone dies that kind of stuff and then you can just like wait it out and like cheese away to open an exit gate that kind of thing it's it is a definitive you die or you live kind of scenario yeah yeah you sort of you have to work as a team and everyone has to be doing something you can't just hide all game but jump in the hatch at the end or yeah like there's no solo queue and the aspects from what i can gather anyway so that takes off uh, one person in my community that i know won't play it <laughs> <laughs> oh he's getting better to be fair to him honestly yeah he's fantastic he's it's a pleasure to have around being mm -hmm. uh, altruistic yeah so a, another game that's not been released that's similar to that is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. Um, I haven't seen a lot of it yet, but it's from the same creators of uh, Friday the 13th. Yes, so I've, I've saw this and I followed them on Twitter and everything. It looks sick. It really does. I've seen the trailer and everything. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually really excited for this one. I was more excited for this than The Evil Dead, which I still haven't purchased yet. Um, it's on my wish list on Epic Games just because I always forget what games are called and stuff so i just put them on a wish list and forget about them but uh, uh the texas chainsaw massacre is one that i'm actually looking forward to so it's pretty much the same thing it's like a asymmetrical horror experience and it's just based on uh the, obviously the texas chainsaw massacre and it just looks sick like the 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 gameplay trailer it looks pretty cool and the way that it's just laid out and everything i'm just yeah i'm just super excited for it yeah, it's been mad. I don't know if it's been delayed or anything, but I feel like this has been in the works for so long and Evil Dead just come out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, I hadn't really heard much about Evil Dead and then, yeah, now it's just here. But, yeah, all of a sudden it's like, appeared. Who, who doesn't love Bubba? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably the people that he killed. Yeah, but, like, Bubba's never kill anyone. Well, to be honest, as long as there's no... A face camping and hitting on the hook kind of thing from this game <laughs> i think we'll be fine but yeah it does it really does look like a fun game so what was it uh, is it sumo digital or fear the gun or both of them i think it's been created by just off the top of my head well you know um, my memory's a bit weird 
I believe so. I can't. I can't remember totally. I know it's to do with the creators of Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. So yeah, that's gun, that was gun interactive. That, yeah, I think so. But that was like that was an old school game that was. It was really good, but I think they they just didn't do much with it for a while, which I think had a lot to do with like ongoing lawsuits and stuff. Yeah. Which just eventually killed the game, which is a shame. But that happened to a few games though, didn't it? so it like there's been a few that come out to like challenge the so-called reigning champion of dead by daylight with like the 4v1 horror style game it's a really good concept and i think what has set dead by daylight apart from the other games so far is because of the longevity of it it's gained licenses from other horror aspects so from other films and TV series like Stranger Things. Yes, I know they've lost the license, but the Demogorgon, Nancy Wheeler, Jonathan, every, everyone is still in the game. So if you've unlocked them, you can still play as them. But like you have Ghostface, you have Michael Myers, you have a plethora of other horror characters. Like that, I think that is the main thing that has set them aside from everyone else. Uh, because the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is just upon Bubba. Uh, Friday the 13th was just one killer. Um, same as the Evil Dead from, I'm not sure, like, if they've got licensed killers or anything, um, but they just seem like generic demons from what I've seen. Yeah, so I think that's been the problem that Friday the 13th fell into and Texas Chainsaw Massacre might be heading down, is they are stuck into having those one killers in those games. Yeah. Evil Dead, a little bit more, like, they could technically create different demons with different powers and just say that they're canon to the Evil Dead world. Yeah. Because there's it's, it's more of a horror franchise than just about a single horror character. Yeah. So I think they've got more wiggle room there. But, like, Dead by Daylight has that thing where they started off with... They only had their unique own made killers and they continue to make their own killers as well as adding licenses in. Exactly. Like, there's been some huge licenses going in, like the the Pinhead going in, uh, Resident Evil, Pyramid Head for if, um, Silent Hill. Which, a uh, leak as like, well. Sorry to interrupt, but there's a leak that a second Resident Evil chapter's coming, right? Yeah, um, I believe so. I, it was a leak. They actually did announce it in the, um, the most recent anniversary, though, so it is actually confirmed they're doing Resident Evil 2. Yeah, so that's just they haven't released any details on that. Yeah, and that's the first license that they've done that with, which is yeah. kind of insane. Yeah, I'm I'm really kind of hoping they do it with um, Stranger Things as well, though. That will be good. Like, no spoilers, but my god, how dark was uh, the Stranger Things series? Like this I'm, this time round. I'm only two episodes in, so. Oh my god, really? But yeah. the darkness was. <laughs> insane to start off like, with right even just the first two episodes like the the main villain for season four would make an excellent dvd killer it would be fantastic it would like the way we talked about this the other night i believe it was was if it would be kind of a mix between uh nemesis and death slinger whereas uh you could chase after the survivors you would grow your tentacle kind of thing the thing that whatever and mm. you could grab the survivor reel them in 
but the survivor would have skill checks or something so they can actually break free. And if yeah. they break free, they would be like slowed for a little bit, kind of like if you went into a Freddy pool. So they'd, ha yeah. they'd have that little slow, so they couldn't instantly get away, that kind of thing. Yeah, it'd be and, really interesting. I, I imagined him having his own world as well of like the upside down. Yeah, that would also be pretty cool. But they would all they would need to do it a mixture between uh with the new killer coming out, they've got their own sort of upside down y kind of darkness world. Freddy's got his dream world. They would need to make it very different. Maybe yeah. the way that I could think about it is in the upside down, there's quite a few things there but quite a lot of the the actual surroundings of the upside down is omitted so not everyone's house is there um not everyone's like garage not everyone's things that kind of stuff so what they could do with a new killer is if you've been like i don't know chased or infected for a certain amount of time you go to the upside down kind of like the same thing with freddy works uh the yeah. same as the uh, ringu same as the darkness all of a sudden you go into the upside down and then kind of like with the doctor where the pallets disappear as you come to them if you're in the upside down maybe none of the pallets spawn so you have to kind of like guess where the pallets are yeah or something similar on those lines to make it more sort of powerful to try and get out of the upside down so you because i feel with freddy these days being the way they've reworked his add-ons it's made it kind of redundant to even be in uh, in the uh, dream world, in the dream state, because his old add-ons for every survivor, like in the dream world, would decrease their healing speed or their generator speed, that kind of thing. But they've commit completely removed that kind of stuff. It's just footsteps now. So I think Freddy is very weak in in his dream world. So if they added something else, maybe that would, like in the upside down, for example, uh, maybe that would be more beneficial to killers like that or maybe even had even add uh like perks to combat if they're in like a different dimension kind of thing if that makes sense yeah um, it's hard with perks because it's it's hard to have a perk that specifically counters a certain killer like there's not many of them out there and they try to get rid of a lot of them yeah but like Going back to your point about the, the dredge, which is the new killer coming out and his own world, can we ask why the fuck is he lit up like a Christmas tree? <laughs> um, like, I understand why the survivors are like that. It should, should be easier for him to find. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, he's like a disco stew Christmas, like a disco ball. Like You know what he reminds me of? <laughs> like, you know that episode of uh, The Simpsons where... Mr. Burns yeah. is on all those drugs and he's like, I bring you love. <laughs> I bring you love. <laughs> and he's just there glowing. That is the dredge. That is 100% the dredge. Literally. Literally. <laughs> oh, it's just. I, I do hope that they change that. Even if they give him like a bit of an outline to help you spot him, but just not a full on disco ball. Like but... his shining ostrich head stands out a mile away. He's supposed to be like a nightmare. You're not supposed yeah. to see a nightmare coming. Like, look what happens with Freddy, for example, where it's 16 meters away, he's kind of intermittent. And, like, you, he's kind of, he's the same size of a survivor because he's a man. So, like, having, what, a six and a half, seven foot dredge 
like vagina vagina face coming out you glowing in the dark i mean that's it's a bit of a giveaway that the guy's coming right so i think removing it entirely or give him if they have to give him a glow for for whatever reason just make it so it's nowhere near as bright so it's a very like you said a very vague outline so like you can see it coming one thing that would be really good to change about him is instead of it being this bright white glow have him as this black blob and all you can see is glowing red eyes that to me that's fear that's not a bad idea so kind of like a dementor with or like a ghost like a transparent sort of ghost kind of looking thing but then the eyes are glowing red yeah like because if you think about it we're accustomed to seeing like a wraith invisible running at us from i think 16 meters that is when you first can see him um feel free to correct me but as he gets closer you can see him better and better right so yeah we're not gonna find seeing a massive glowing vagina coming at us hard so if we were to have like like you said a translucent sort of ghost sort of smoky kind of ominous character with glowing red eyes does it even have eyes i don't know i don't even want to ask i'm assuming <laughs> it does because you can flashlight blind it but but you can flashlight blind a demogorgon and the demo doesn't have eyes yeah, it does. The pyramid head doesn't have eyes. The nurse has bandages across her eyes and she's blind, allegedly. So, and you can still blind her. <laughs> so, I don't think eyes matter in Dead by Daylight. <laughs> Listen, right. He's got an eye somewhere. It's probably in the middle of a vagina mouth or something. That's how I'm imagining. Well, it's just, like it could be like. Could be the mouth to close. Well, his head is normal. So, what would it be if like. When it, if you go into nightmare mode and his head like just tucks away. Oh, you know what? It does have eyes. I've just quickly looked. <laughs> it's, it does have like eyes upon the lips, just like just off from the lips. <laughs> <laughs> On the lip. <laughs> like, yeah. I'd say a good like two or three centimeters. It's kind of got a Voldemort looking nose, but, uh, yeah, it's, the eyes are just off from the lips of of the the, the mouth, um, but it, <laughs> I think if the eyes glue, glue is that even glue glowed? I don't, I don't know English, but if if they did light up and glow, <laughs> then it would be way more terrifying because you're in darkness, you're in like this nightmare mode, and. Like, you've got this ominous sort of smoky black sort of figurine coming at you that you can just about see. Yeah. And you've got these demonic glowing red eyes just coming at yeah. you. Like, I think that would be a much better idea yeah. than what they currently have when you're a walking glow stick. And, like, it's the DVD community, let's be honest. Like, people see this glowing stick just going towards them and like, yeah, clicky, 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 <laughs> clicky. Come on in. Chase me. Exactly. Like, I see this killer coming at me in Nightmare or in the night mode or whatever. And I think, you know what? I've got no juice left in my flashlight. Maybe if I, like, give it to him, he can charge it up for me. <laughs> it's just something stupid. Like, it's it's not terrifying. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's the opposite. No. I think... Dead by Daylight needs to go back to its roots of being scary. 
like, like they done a really good job of Ringu in my opinion. Yeah. Like to be like, fair, that is I think that's the only killer lately. Apart from obviously a ghost face or a Myers in tier one or, or no terror radius when when in stealth mode, like and they just come around a corner like in an unsuspected map. There's one thing I would change about Ringu would be that you only hear the sound of her TV teleport if you're looking directly at the TV she's coming out of. You know what? I don't really... It doesn't bother me because when I hear the sound, I'm in my head, I don't know where the TVs are anyway. So she yeah, could yeah. be coming from anywhere. Mm -hmm. So if There's they... like a few times like I've been on a gen and you'll hear the sound and you know there's a TV close to you somewhere. So you automatically start moving. Yeah, that's 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 fair enough. But then that would I make it love that little stealth aspect. Like I... she shits me up anyway coming out. Of I, was TV. I was gonna say she shits me off anyway because I've been on a TV on a T <laughs> on a TNL. The T I didn't realize, but the TV was uh, on the opposite side of where the generator was. So she mm. came out of that TV. She had undetectable or extra movement speed or something. She came around the TNL wall and just grabbed me off the jet. I shot my pants. Like, yeah, she gets both coming out of the TVs. It was crazy. Like, I yeah. gen genuinely just didn't see her. And she was so fast. It was unbelievable. So I'd, like, not looking directly at the TV. I don't think that matters. <laughs> Especially in my, my cases. Um, oh, yeah, but you're dumb, so... Yeah, yeah you're not wrong. <laughs> but maybe altering perks, something like, I don't know, per uh, alert. Like, coming out of a TV alert shows the aura like just little quality of life kind of things just so, to bring, bring it up with new powers and stuff tell me one character not necessarily from a horror film but one character that you would like to see in dvd as a killer that you would think would be terrifying oh that's a difficult one I was I can go with mine if you want. I'll I'll tell you mine and give you a chance to think. Yeah, like you know, my brain cell is it's a bit laggy at best of time. So yeah. Oh yeah. So th this would never happen. It would never be allowed to happen. But I think it'd be amazing, Darth Vader. Yes. Darth Vader. That would just be to cool. have him where he could have like two modes of like lightsaber out lightsaber not out and he only gets his red stain with his lightsaber out and gets undetectable when he puts it away that would be crazy yeah would you be able to force grab people off the gems through walls though <laughs> i don't think through walls i think like he'd have a similar thing to ringu where he his grab would be like a force grab but he would have to be close enough for the grab animation yeah kind of like, like if he was, if, remember on Hawkins, that dreaded moment with Zuto? Yes. That so, <laughs> that far away. <laughs> yeah. But like, so I had the idea of his power being to do with the force, where he could force push and force pull, but it would just be like a couple of meters either way. Yeah. So you could pull someone closer to you to be able to get a hit. Yeah. Or if they're greed in a pallet, you could force push them through the pallet. So then they're, they're not going to be able to make it around another loop, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah, I get you. Or like you could do it to interrupt a hook stave or like you could push them into a window to stop them from getting the fast vault. Yeah, 
that, stuff that, like that. Like that would be pretty be cool. Really cool. Yeah, oh, I think that would be pretty cool. The iconic force choke Mori, the Darth Vader march for his uh, chase music. I think it'd just be amazing. That that would be pretty funny. But it's Disney now, so it'll never happen. No, I know. So I've got, I've got two maybe. So a comedy one, because I, I I always thought that if she could, uh, if he could, sorry, uh, it would be funny. But Jack Black as a killer, and the devil as, uh, sorry, Jack Black as the survivor, and the devil as a killer. I was thinking that Jack Black as a killer—that's a bit harsh. No, no, <laughs> no. It'd be, it'd be funny. Like that yeah. would be like a comedian aspect where the devil you'd. The the Maury would be like the devil rocks you so hard your head explodes and just blows up yeah. kind of thing. That would be pretty fucking cool. Uh it could if he just had like a guitar as his weapon. Yeah. Or like drumsticks or something. Just just something. Like musically. And yeah. it it would be pretty cool. Like he would have two modes. Like because he's essentially like a goat kind of thing, isn't he? So he could if he wanted to, he could run faster in that form. Or he could yeah. run but he couldn't hit you. So, do you remember, like, Old Doctor, where you had to switch between the two powers? Yeah. Uh, so, it'd be kind of like that. Where you would need to sort of, like, not so much charge it up, but you'd need to select it, and he would sort of, like, crouch down and, and go yeah. into it. Like the pig kind of thing. So, yeah, I had a similar idea for, like, a werewolf-style killer. Yeah. Where they could go into, like speed mode and put their crocs on <laughs> i was waiting for that i was waiting for the croc <laughs> comment you fucker <laughs> I was waiting. dude i haven't got them on and my feet are freezing and they're not comfy i need to get them on just not good enough but yeah for for, for an actual real kind of killer it, it's it's kind of difficult there's so many sort of like bad characters or like like things out there maybe the Joker from Batman. That would be a cool one. Like Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. Because he was just fucking ruthless. I don't know. I don't know how he would work with that because he doesn't really do anything other than like he's more of a. I suppose he's more of a trap killer, really. Yeah, you like trap killer putting people up against each other kind of thing. Maybe. Our survivors do that anyway, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair enough. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? Something. <laughs> this is totally, totally off the ball, off the walls, bonkers. But Walter White as a survivor. Okay. And <laughs> and Hank or something as a killer. <laughs> you just start chucking blue think, method in or something. You get two survivors. Yeah, Jesse, <laughs> Jesse, and Jesse. Jesse and Walter. You get voice lines every time you come across another Jesse. Be like, Jesse, we need to do the gens. Okay, bitch. I'll be there in a second, <laughs> Mr. White. <laughs> <laughs> or like um, you could go with generic things like Voldemort or like Snape yeah. or Cap Captain Hook even from Peter Pan, you know? That would be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Actually, thinking cool. about it, Peter Pan as a survivor kind of thing and oh, Captain Hook. Yeah, like, you could have a perk, like, if you do, like, a gen on your own, or something, you, you can get flight <laughs> for, like, 20 seconds, or, like, you can do, like, a, a jump, for example, so you could jump yeah. over a loop, 
it's not so much flight. So like it's kind of like Coupe de Grasse, where after a generator has been completed, you get one charge on that perk, which means you can do like, like a, a big jump. Forward. Yeah, like yeah, so like dead hard. So yeah, a secondary, yeah, secondary dead hard. So you can you can dead hard upwards. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that dude, that would be sick. Imagine using that with uh the dead hard, but then you'd be exhausted because of the balance landing. But I was thinking if you did the launch dead hearted in the air and then had balance landing, you would be gone <laughs> with dance with me or something. So when you, uh, that would be sick. But yeah, Cap no. Captain Hook would be kind of cool though. Yeah. Like he'd have slow movement speed because of his peg leg. Mm. But he could. <laughs> he could he could have like obviously his hook would be his M1, but then his power could be like a pistol. Could have a nice end game build for him as well. Yeah. I have a perk called TikTok Croc. And it like speeds up the end game collapse. That that that's pretty cool. That could be like a secondary power. Mm -hmm. Like once the exit gates have been powered. Uh, like instead of two minutes, it's only a minute. One, yeah, one minute. It increases the timer by two. But then they would need to balance that over with Blood Warden. Oh, if he runs Blood Warden, you get hooked with the gate open. Fuck you. <laughs> until it, it happens to, to you. Until it happens to you, and then you'll be mauled in. Nah. You'd be so mad. Be it would be fun. If the if the killer opens the gates, you know full well it's Blood Warden, and you just leave. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Unless you just it's straight up leave. Unless it's me. Whenever I'm like salty, it's like you know what? I pretended <laughs> I I wanted to be a friendly killer, so yeah, just go, <laughs> just go. <laughs> I couldn't kill you. Just go. Just cried myself to sleep that night. Oh bless. But it, like the Mori would be kind of cool as well. Like you could like get hooked a few times and then all of a sudden a crocodile comes out from nowhere, jumps onto you and starts eating you. Yeah. There's just one there's there's one problem. It's Disney. It's, it's Disney. Yeah. Uh if Disney ever done a collaboration with Dead by Daylight, Disney at some point would just be like, nah, we're just buying you. We can do this so much better. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it it would be cool though, because like, think you just of... have Makote walking out of the office like, pretty good job so far. <laughs> dude, just think of Thanos. Like, imagine Thanos stood next to oh, Nemesis. Dude. Thanos oh. using the Power Stone to, I don't know, pick a pallet up and throw it at you or something. <laughs> or using the Time Stone oh. to rewind time, so rather than you looping a pallet stun in, you'd be behind him, he could just 180 and just hit you. Like, it, that would be stupidly overpowered. It'd be... Yeah, it wouldn't be in the game, but it would be it would be a fun concept. Like maybe an. It'd be good if he had to like earn his infinity stones by doing something throughout the game. Yeah, so he'd have one as base. You could choose one as base, mm -hmm. and then after each generator was completed, you gained access to another one. Yeah, so you complete the glove once all the gens. Are exactly. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. You just I'm just imagining walking up to Nemesis and being like, brother. My brother. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's an uh, iconic Pokemon song. I don't even care. <laughs> but the Mori would be kind of cool. The Mori would be like, he punches him a few times or knocks him down or something, and then he just stands Picks over you up him by your throat and just goes, "You should have went for the head," and just fucking batters you. No, I think something just more iconic to with the films. Sorry if you guys haven't seen 
the what is it, two or three year old movie right now. <laughs> but if he, if he, yeah, if he hit punches the, the survivors and knock them out or something on the ground or just like so they're very weak on their knees or something, he just stands over them and goes, "I am inevitable," and just snaps his fingers, and then they just dust. That would be pretty cool. In my opinion, he, he he could have two more. You see, if he does it um, with the glove complete, yes, you get the snap. Yes, but before that, maybe he has his um, twin blade. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, and he it's, could yeah. like um, just cut you up with him, just dismember you. But like, just pick you up by your head. I think he done it to Thor. He like picks him up by his head and throws him to one side, but he just picks you up by his head by your head and spins the blade and just decimates you with the spinning blade. That would be pretty cool. Because the the dual blade, he spins quite a lot as well. Yes, it's a nod to his helicopter, I think. Okay. Because of his helicopter. Helicopter, helicopter. <laughs> helicopter, helicopter. <laughs> Dude, that's iconic clip. Yes. Who would agree with that? Absolutely fantastic. It is. So was there uh, any other horror games that we were talking about? Because we did kind of go on a tangent with uh, from Evil Dead to Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then to uh, Dead by Daylight. I knew it'd eventually go there. <laughs> but, yeah, but... They, there's, a, there's a couple that are out. Um, there's a few failed ones that happened. Few are still in the works. Like, like you mentioned, Home Sweet Home. Um, there was VHS. I think that went through his beta testing, but it wasn't as popular as I think they were hoping it was going to be. Yeah, it kind of died, didn't it? And it's, before it, it even yeah. lived. It was the same with Home Sweet Home. It was a lot of, oh my God, look at this game. It's going to rival Dead by Daylight. A load of people played it, got bored of it, and then it fizzled out. Yeah, I played it once. There was Home Sweet Home. There was VHS. Um, one that I've recently installed. I've done a tutorial for it, and it does look quite interesting. Is What was it called? So there was another game that I was looking at, but going to VHS, I think they've changed the name of it. It's not called it? VHS anymore, is it? I it haven't is. seen. I like. I didn't get into any of the beta testing, so I haven't actually played it myself. Oh, okay. So I've I've not oh. played it either. So that I think that's another thing that actually killed it because not many people were getting the beta testing from what I saw. Like yeah, those... they were tending to focus like a lot of big streamers and stuff from what I noticed. Yeah, which is not the best thing because if all the big streamers can can gain access to it, then that's going to want other people, like normal people, yeah, to, to get it. And that's what you need. You need a big... If it's a beta test, you need a lot of people to get it. Yeah. There just needs to be a lot of hype around it, which they didn't seem to get. The other one was um, Midnight Ghost Hunt. Yes, I think I've bought that, but I've yet to play it. So I've played through the tutorial. It looks really cool. It's um, a lot of, like, um, I think it's 4v4. Okay. And, like, so the ghosts have the upper hand after midnight, and the survivors have the upper hand before midnight. Yes. Is it like a kind of ghost hunter game? Yeah, yeah. So there's like you've got various weapons. Ghostbusters. Go around sorry. trapping the ghosts. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. So like you, you can lay traps for the ghosts. You can shoot them and kill them and whatnot and all the rest of it. So the survivor's objective is to kill all the ghosts before midnight. 
yeah. if they don't succeed, the ghosts they have killed come back and they get really powerful and they yeah. then go hunting the ghost hunters. So from what I can remember, it's uh it's kinda like Ghostbusters and Gary's mod at, at the same time, because I think you can possess objects like pianos, clocks, uh, tables, chairs, etc. And like you said, like the survivors or the ghost hunters, they have their power. And then after midnight, they kind of like on Pac-Man, you know, when you get the, the ghost thing and then all of a sudden the power of it runs out, then you can be eaten by the ghosts. Yeah. It's kind of like that, right? Yeah. It's similar to that, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of, um, like, you can possess and hide in items and stuff, and they've got, the survivors have tools to, like, pick out what item you're possessing and stuff like that. It's, it's really cool. It looks it anyway. Um, I've just sort of been looking for a time to play it, and I got stuck in a Pixelmon rabbit hole. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, my God. I've just looked on, I'm, I'm looking at the moment on Midnight Ghost Hunt for the screenshots and stuff, and there's a baby with a knife just charging at someone right which <laughs> apart from being absolutely hilarious just triggered my memory for an actual dead by daylight killer that i wanted chucky chucky yeah, yeah. chucky would be fantastic it would essentially be victor but better my, my argument for chucky was that they were using victor to see if it would be viable probably i th i thought the same thing and i, I do guess. think it would be because yeah um Especially with how they've done Ringu now with the hook, like, adjusting to her. Yeah, exactly. To hook them. I but think that's you, building towards it. Yeah, and do you recall in the Chucky films, he possessed that doll, right? Mm. So that's essentially what happens with Victor and Charlotte. So yeah, cause, um, you manifest into Victor, essentially. So yeah. you possess Victor to take control of of him to go off and do the chases and stuff. Yeah, I think it'll end up being that they'll do a Chucky chapter, or Chucky will become a legendary skin for Charlotte and Victor. That would be pretty cool. I don't know if they would do a legendary outfit for him, because then it's changing. It's different with the Stranger Things chapter, because the Stranger Things chapter was the Stranger Things. This is a an original killer, If you if you get what I mean. So, yeah, but they've they've given original killers legendary outfits like Trapper's Krampus instead of doing a Krampus killer. Yeah, you know what? That's that's fair enough. That's a fair point. Well, they like, could they do that. They haven't them. done it with a license yet. I forgot about that, yeah. But they have done it with like iconic killers like Baba Yaga for the Huntress as well. Yeah. But they they're, they're not necessarily licensed though, are they? They're not like like you said, they're not licensed killers. Baba Yaga is yeah, just no, like a, a it, thing. It's a boogeyman. It'd be a whole new thing for them to do. That's yeah. for sure. But Chucky as a killer though would be awesome. It would be. I think he'd probably be like half the size of Freddy Krueger, because Freddy's like a normal sized person, right? So Chucky to, I know it's a doll, so it's what twelve inches, maybe twenty. Yeah. It'd be the same size as Victor. Maybe I think it'd be better to do it a little bit taller. Yeah, and then they could, could do it a little bit taller than Victor. Then, then they could have two legendary skins, the Bride of Chucky and Cedar Chucky. Oh, 100%. That would be pretty cool, too. Obviously, it's Mori would be just climbing up his body or something, stabbing him in the neck and just, like, destroying his very being. Or 
doing some sort of ritual that he does to possess him. Oh my god, you know what? That would be awesome. If you morried someone as Chucky, you would become that survivor. That'd be cool, but the problem is, and it's the same problem a lot of things run into in Dead by Daylight, Swift destroys that. Yeah. But it'd still be cool, though. Like, yeah. If if you had, for example, two people as Claudette or Nier or Ace Visconti, for example, and they dressed the same, and they got Maurice, you, you're not in your head. You're not actively looking for an Ace or a Claudette. You're actually looking for a killer. Yeah. So it could, like, even if you're on Survivor Friends, it might just escape your head just for a split second, and that might be enough time. It might, it might escape your head anyway. But... Hey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Ash the other day regarding uh, his plays and said about the lethal pursuit. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll still forget five seconds later. And he said he still couldn't believe it. And he just thought he's definitely going to take advantage of it. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, speaking of Ash, don't you have something to say about the uh, the streamer of the week, which is something that we're doing? Yeah, so something we really want to do is um, have a streamer of the week. Or At the moment, I think we're going to be doing the podcast monthly, so it'll be streamer of the month. So we just want to highlight people that we know and watch and are fans of their content and just give them a bit of a spotlight. So I think this month we had chose uh, Indominus Ash. So he is a Huntress and a Cape main. He predominantly plays Huntress... Uh, more than Survivor but um, he's just a really good uh, streamer, he's a really cool guy um, Very down to always, Yeah, very down to he's always really welcoming when you come into chat as well um, but he also runs his own Pixelmon server and he plays Jurassic World a lot as well too so it was just sort of um, just to highlight people that feel like they don't really get highlighted very much and we'd like to hear your suggestions as well of streamers that you would like to see featured in streamer of the month and hopefully it's just something that might be able to help boost their content and get a few more people seeing what they do and just see get if more they enjoy him as much as we do because he's he's great super down to earth and like you said when when he he's fantastic huntress main he he can just hit snipes from wherever he wants, pretty much. And it's bewildering. It's, it's crazy how he can do it. And his knowledge of the game is fantastic. And if you go into his chat and ask him, like, how did you do this? Or, like, his thought process. Or even if you just watch him for half an hour, not even that. Just one match is all you need. And he explains everything that you need to know, like, of why he's doing something. So, for example, if he's doing a certain mind game, uh, the biggest thing for me when I watched and when I was talking to him about it is how you control your axes. If you just tap the M2 button, for example, it'll arch. If you just hold it and fully charge it, it'll just go in a straight line, which for me, like, that's the biggest thing that he could have told me. And then apart from that, when he's playing Huntress, he explains certain things that he's going to do, he's doing, and it just gives you more of an in-depth way and more of a better understanding how to play Huntress and how to sort of combat certain things. And he, he's just very just good at for playing killer, yeah. In general. Like he talks through his game really well. He does, yeah. 
Like, and he de he deserves, like you said, a, a shout out and the spotlight because it just more eyes on him because he's just fantastic. He's really cool. I like it. hundred percent. Love you. Ash. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> love you, sweetheart. Yeah, that hat is not gonna hit, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so we'll include his links for his Twitch and his YouTube in the description. Um, so if you want to check him out, feel free to do so. And please um, just show him as much love as you you give to us. Really? Not so much drawing to me. Oh, no one loves me. I'm just here to talk. <laughs> That's what you're paid to do. You're <laughs> tighten those shackles, boy. Bitch, you don't pay me. <laughs> I pay you in love. <laughs> you never show me love, though. You gotta be cruel to be kind sometimes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah back to the horror games this i there was one that you was talking about after uh midnight ghost hunt i'm sorry i we went on a tangent again but carnival hunt is one that i'm looking forward to as well so what was the other oh. game that you said about or do you want me to talk about carnival I hunt think first? that was it oh that I've, was it i've not heard of, yeah that was it that was the last one i spoke of was uh, midnight ghost hunt um i haven't heard of carnival hunt though right so carnival hunt looks absolutely amazing like I've seen the trails and stuff of it. It's it's just crazy. So have you ever played uh I think it was Little Nightmares where you're like this little tiny thing and you gotta go around and then if you turn your back to these creatures or these like mm. weird sort of doll things, they would start chasing after you. Kinda like the ghosts in Mario. You know, whenever you turned your back, they would start chasing after you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty much the same as that. So uh it's pretty cool. You start off these bunnies, so uh, I know these there's certain people in the community that like bunny boys. So uh oh, yeah. that's that's a big plus already. So essentially it's a first person asymmetric uh horror game. So one player takes the role of the carnival monster and then the other players play as the bunnies. So from what I can understand of the trailer, essentially the carnival monster is powered by the keys of the bunnies. So mm -hmm. Do you remember the old toys that you wind up or like the old clocks that you wind up with that key in the back? So Yeah, the classic toys. Yeah, the classic toys. So the bunnies are powered through that. So not much details have been released on this as far as I'm aware. But uh, essentially, you there's options to play dead as the bunny. So like you can pretend to be dead and then the carnival monster can come up and if he thinks that you're playing dead, he can pick you up and shake you to try and get your key out of you. And if he gets his key out of you, that's what he takes this is sick it's amazing he rips off his own head puts the key inside of his head to charge himself up to, or to make himself more powerful or something it looks absolutely sick so you can actually put it on your wish list already on steam if you want to um just to keep an eye on when it comes but it's it just looks amazing like <laughs> it's it's just sick and dark and it looks pretty cool obviously it's in the carnival and stuff and the the carnival monster can kill you if he if he sees fit and he just picks you up grabs you by the neck that kind of stuff and just destroys you but it's very similar to dead by daylight obviously but again mm. i'm not too sure on the details of what you need to do to escape and that kind of stuff so because at the time keep an eye on that one yeah because at the time uh there wasn't much details on it from when i first looked at him and they do have a trailer out but the gameplay and everything looks really cool so uh i think there's uh maybe one or two killers there's like the uh the magician which is the one that you see in the uh in the uh the, the, the trailer 
yeah. I think there's one as well with the clown, and they just it just looks dark. Like I'll have to send you some links, but it's it looks amazing. Like it looks like yeah, an okay. actual dark okay. kind of yeah, like a scary game. It looks it actually looks terrifying, and mm. like fun to play. Oh, definitely. So that Let's have a look at that later. Yeah, that was one horror game that I'm I'm really looking forward to. Moving swiftly away from horror games, though, there's one game I'm really excited for this year, yeah? which is the new Pokemon games. Oh my god, yes. So it's Scarlet and Violet, yes. I believe. Pokemon Scarlet, Pokemon Violet. So these are actually multiplayer games. Not just you ca not just like trading and stuff. You can trade with people online or battle people online. You can actually join the same game and play in the same world with each other. Which is which is pretty cool. So what I've read up My on knowledge it too, is the first Pokemon game that's actually done that. Yes, it is actually. Mm. Unless the you want to count the previous I think it's the previous Pokemon game where you can go and do like expeditions or something with people. It's like a little dungeon. Um, was it Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, I want to say? If you bought the season pass, you could go to like these new islands and you could do like these uh, sort of dungeons and then you could pick the Pokemon at the end. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was, it was, I can't recall. It was the last Pokemon game that I owned. Um, I don't think I got the Legends of Arceus, I think it is. I think it was the one before that. So, okay. It may have been Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Unless the Ultra that was... Ultra Moon was a while ago. Yeah, that was um... the DS. Never mind, ignore me. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, it's Sword and Shield. Sword, um, yeah. Then Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl come out. Right, okay. Then may... Legends of Arceus. I think it was Sword and Shield then. Possibly. It might, I think it might have been the DLC for Sword yes. and Shield, wasn't it? I've just quickly looked. It's the expansion pass. 100% it was that one. So Sword and Shield, yeah. they, they had these like dungeon things that you oh, could do. Yeah, which was pretty cool. So how long ago was that? So it was 2020, two years ago. So that's yeah, when so that it looks like out. it's something they've obviously were testing and now they've managed to get it into the full core game as well. Yeah, exactly. So it's, that's yeah. pretty cool. So it's, what is it, four people, I think, can jump mm. jump together. So you can just play around, and from what I've read up on the game too, uh, there's not a set way that you actually have to complete the game. Mm. It's it's an open world sort of adventure game, and you can do whatever you want whenever you want. Uh, there's That's not going to be great. Yeah, it's it's not a set story that you have to do, but you'll still be able to do trading, battling, like you said, um, yeah. exploring the different uh, locations in the region, uh, and being able to explore together. That looks pretty fun. I'm, I'm contemplating on getting it, to be honest. I think I probably will. Um, whether I play it with you or not is a different question, because I don't know whether I want to go around with you following me, go and battle me with your level 100 comp team <laughs> all the time. <laughs> well, the thing is, in that kind of game, like in that scenario, <laughs> I wouldn't be doing that. It's different in Pixelmon. <laughs> because, like, I'm like, yeah, bitch, I got a comp team. Come at me. But, but it's... <laughs> It's it's just I like to to battle when I've got a comp team I like to battle quite often just to make sure that because I know you change your team quite often or you like play around with things so I I'd like to know that if my team can still beat yours or if my team has any weaknesses that's the reason why I say it 
But if I was to play with you with this, it would be an adventure game, obviously, and we'd go around. It, it, it'd be kind of like uh, what we did the other night when we played on the Pixelmon server, like going around looking yeah. for the diamonds, that kind of stuff, just adventuring around, just doing things and just chilling. Because I think that's what kind of vibe that this game gives off. Yes, you have the, the battle in the serious sort of competitive side that could potentially be competitive side. And you also have the adventure with friends. And I think this adventure with friends would be a really good idea. It's, it's, it'd be cool if Skyrim came out with something like this as well. So what's your what's your choice of starter? I think you already know. <laughs> so you've got you've got Sprigatito, okay. which is the grass cat. Yeah. Fuecoco, the fire crocodile. That's what I'm going with anyway. Okay. And then my obvious choice for you would probably be Quaxley the duck. Yeah, you know, Quaxley, <laughs> as soon as I saw the duck, I was like, you know what? Yes. Sir Quaxley. It's got a Mario hat on, for God's sake, and he goes to, into like a pirate when he evolves. It looks absolutely insane. <laughs> it's the, I, haven't, I haven't seen the evolution, see? It's, it looks pretty cool, unless they're concepts of what I've seen, but my God, it's great. I just, he just looks like a water farfetch to me. Yeah. So I'm a bit like, yeah. Um, but it's cute, though. And because my, yeah, my daughter's nickname's Duck, so. Yeah. Why not? And then. Like as soon as soon as I saw it though that it was announced, I was like, "Yeah, the duck's mine, hundred percent." I think, I think for myself, I'd probably go fire croc because the grass cat has what looks like a little bit of a beard, and <laughs> we we all know I can't grow a beard, so yeah, it's just out of line to go for the grass cat. And the croc I've, looks cute I've, though. I've always been fire. Fire has always been my predominant choice throughout the years. But you know what? Grass fairy, that's kind of that's a powerful yeah. that's powerful. But you got fire dark or water flying. So mm -hmm. you I would be like four times effective against electric. I'd be screwed. Yeah. So if you had a Pikachu or something, just just even do like a little uh, what's that, Thunderbolt, I'd be dead. Yeah. Little T bolt. But um, yeah, the, they look cool as hell. I really like the look of them. Which version do you think you're going to go for, based on the legendaries? Ooh, that's... So there's there's Coridon, and there's Miri, Miradon, I believe it's said. Okay. Um, So Coridon, from what I can gather from the looks of him, is more of a bike-style <laughs> legendary Pokemon. A like bike-style? Like, he's got a big tight... Well, he's got a big tire in the middle of his chest. Like he, he looks like he swallowed a dog fan and he's trying to struggling to get it down. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, the I know. Maraidon, on the other hand, um, similar markings, but it looks more like she got like the go fast arrows from Mario Kart. Yeah, looks like she got and, like, thrusters. Yeah, she got jet feet. So to me, that kind of gives off combustion vibes. Like you know, when he like when we get him out on the server, he kind of looks mm. like a testicle and uh, a shaft, you know. So that's the kind of vibe that I'm getting with this Pokemon right now. But to be fair, yeah. the red one, what what one's that? The Scarlet version that that looks kind right, of sick. Scarlet. Yeah. yeah, that's what I th I think I'm leaning towards that way. So what I was thinking is maybe just maybe. If I were to either wonder trade something magically and get the legendary, or I could start the game 
over again after getting the legendary. So I could have one and then I could trade it to you because I'm kind. But they do look kind of cool. I will admit. Accurate. They look really cool. It's it's kind of difficult to choose because I don't know the typings. Let's have a look. Yeah. I wonder if we can... Uh... I don't know if they've released anything of it. I'm getting like lightning vibes from Maridon with the hairstyle. Yeah. So I'm thinking Dragon Electric. Could be Dragon Electric and the other one could be like Dragon Fire or something. So I don't think it actually says the typings like you said. Mm. Uh, a quick. Yeah, people are saying that they've got. There might be a new gym theme, which is pretty cool. It could be a new typing altogether. They haven't released a new typing since Fairy, I think. Has it been that long? Yeah, I think so. I think Fairy was the last one. Wow, that's madness. Mm. People are thinking that it's going to be um, fighting types. They're going to be fighting. Well, be. Um, have you seen any of the other Pokemon they've announced along I, with them? I haven't. Because there is one that suits you to an absolute T. Let me guess. It's a little, it's a little pig called Lechonk. Yeah, I thought it was that one. That's that's <laughs> one that I saw. The nose on on the pig. Honestly, I will probably have that. 100%. If, if I'll be very disappointed if you don't. Like, <laughs> if it doesn't turn out to, like, evolve, like, the image that I've just sent you, if it doesn't evolve into something like that, I will be heavily disappointed. But if it does, I will be Stamp running that as my maid. <laughs> <laughs> if it is called Champ Pork and it looks like that, I will be in my element. I will have six of them and i will have them follow me around as my bodyguards they look absolutely insane uh, but yeah. uh, it's always a classic with pokemon isn't it they do seem to be running out of ideas and then they pull like lechonk out of nowhere <laughs> it'd, it'd just be hilarious um, like it'd be funny as hell to like it's like i said it's just they're pissing in the wind and they're just coming out with like these weird names weird pokemon and it's it works it's kind of funny and it gets people talking about it like what we're doing now yeah. On Think the subject. Oh, classic wait. sense. What Pokemon would you go for, by the way? If I was Lachong, what was what would be you? Uh like I feel like you're probably thinking I should have Smoliv, the little grass looking Pokemon, just because I'm a small fellow. Well, I was thinking that. But then again, I was also thinking poor me. Yeah. Because you're always like a little oh, chunky fire hamster. You you just got that little tuft on your head from when you have your hair cut. <laughs> you got no beard, and you're like, oh, poor me, I've got no beard. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I quite like poor me. But then again, it's kind of cute, so it's that's kind Wait, of a compliment what? to you. It's electric. Yeah, it's a it's a it's an electric mouse. I thought it was a fire mouse. It's just a shit Pikachu. Pretty much, yeah. The height okay. is one inch. <laughs> so it's, pre That's pre too, it's too big for me. But it's 5.5 pounds, so it's kind of on the weight track of you, though. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, it's, it's, it, it right. is a kind of a cute Pokemon. 
Oh, definitely. Um, so, on the subject of Pokemon, what is your favorite yeah. generation? Uh, see, I loved I loved Diamond and Pearl when you could have your Pokemon following you. Yeah, with their little sprites, that was always cool. That was cool. Um, there's there's a few i think i'll always be a gen one though always be a gen one i spent hours on that game absolute hours so like pokemon yellow pokemon red pokemon green no blue sorry blue yeah green was the japanese version actually yeah and that was one thing that always really threw me off and no one ever no one ever seems to mention it was gen one was red blue and yellow and then when they done the remakes, they never remade Yellow. Which yeah. I think they should remake Yellow, because Yellow was a fantastic game. Well, they have now, though, haven't they? That's the thing. Have they? Yeah, so they've, they've made it in a kind of Pokemon Go style. So it was Let's Go Pikachu. They, they had Let's Go, yeah. but uh, it, it, As a direct, like, one for it's one. It's the closest game. we're going to get. Yeah, that's the closest we're going to get. But uh, yeah, it's still a little bit disappointing. But um, red and blue become fire red and leaf green. Yes, and that's when I got into them. Yeah, but I... blue, blue is never remade. No, I know. I want blue. I don't want leaf green. Honestly, leaf oh. green was my favorite. <laughs> I want water blue. I wouldn't buy it because I had fire red because I'm a Charizard bitch. Yeah, but, you fire know. red. I had both of them to be fair, but like, <laughs> like I played Pokemon Yellow. I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. Um, even now, I still feel the frustrations of going down my item list trying to find certain items, and it was like it would just annoy me. But and like the TMs and stuff like disappearing or like whatever it was, the, the glitches in the game was hilarious too. It was all about the anime style. It was the fact that, like, you could meet Jesse, James, and Meowth and fight Jesse, James, and Meowth. Yeah. And they'd done that before double battles were a thing. Like, you could literally... They could have it where you come across Jesse and James and they fight you in a two-on-one battle. Yeah, it was, it was great. But they I, just don't do it. Like, even the sound effects. Like, it was awesome. But and I'm pretty sure... If I'm not mistaken, you could teach Pikachu surf in Pokemon Yellow. I think you could. Like either that was one of the myths, or I'm not sure, but like it was definitely many myths from Generation yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I first sort of like got really into it at Leaf Green Fire Red. So I had Leaf Green, my mate had Fire Red, he ended up giving me his Fire Red as well. Uh but I I just love those games. Did you go back and play Red or Blue? I haven't played Red or Blue, no. I know. So you, you've, did you ever? Did you ever try and use shift uh, strength on the the Mew truck? Uh, I played the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> How many times, gamer? Uh, put it this way: I can't count it on two hands. <laughs> you can't tell I... me you didn't try it. I 100% tried it. I tried for so long. And I mean, like, I used to think that, like, a certain save files it would work on, or you had to choose, like, a certain starter for it to work. So I would go through choosing different starters. And, like, 
I think one of my friends once told me you had to have like a ditto in your party oh, for it to be. I able remember to work. that one. Oh my god. So I, I tried that, that as well. Yeah. Oh my god. Like you was like hook, line, and sinker. You sunk hours into trying to get that. My thing was is like what made a video game to me was astounding, like the amount of work that would go into a video game. So in my mind, I was like, for that truck to be there, it has to have a reason. Yeah. And Not it just, just turns out that it was put there by accident and it costs more money to get rid of it than it did just to leave it there. <laughs> so they just left it there. You like know, that never crossed my mind as a child. <laughs> yeah. Like, and the, the thing is, when I got to like fire red and leave green, that was like when the cheat codes and stuff like that was like starting to get rife. So, the old game shark. Yeah, the game shark, the cheat masters <laughs> or whatever it's called. And like, I was like, I really want the meal. Like, strength is working. So, I, I think it was like 10, 15 pound. You can get this like game shark thing. You can put it in and then you can spawn a meal or you can go to the island or something. And it was fantastic. Like, like the main thing is because, like, I used to go to the library, like, as, as a nerd that was. I used to go to the library, go on the computers, and I'd search, like, how to get Mew and stuff. And they would, like, it would literally say, use strength on the truck or use, use it with a ditto or this, that, or the other. But then it came across as, like, these game shark things and i was like yo i want one of these like i can get it so i didn't get the uh i did eventually but i didn't to start off with i didn't cheat to um get rare candies super moves that kind of stuff i didn't cheat to do that i only did that after i already completed the game but i was looking how to get mew how to get deoxys get this that and the other and it would say you had to go to these events you had to do this you had to get tickets blah 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 so that was the main reason for me wanting it so and these crazy things do you, um i think it was in fire red leaf green but, but do you remember when you had to get deoxys and you had to like hit the triangle in certain ways and you had to do it within a certain time frame and then all of a sudden if you did it right it would it would glow each stage more intense red from like this black triangle it would zoom around the like the little island and then when you finally get it deoxys would just come down from the sky and then you get to battle it and capture it it was just like little things like that made the games even though i cheated to get the ticket to go to the island because i couldn't go to the like the event or whatever it was yeah it would like it's still like the fact that it was in the game and you could unlock it even with a cheat thing it still give my game more playability and it was just much more enjoyable that I could catch every Pokemon. And did, it was just... did you know there was an actual glitch to be able to get Mew back in the Gen 1 games without cheating? There was? Yeah. How? So, um, remember Nugget Bridge? Yes. So there was a... You needed a Pokemon that could fly. And there was a youngster um, after Nugget Bridge that had a Slowpoke. Okay. So you, you'd have to avoid that trainer and there was a gambler on Route 8 with two Poliwags and a Poliwhirl. Okay. So you had to avoid him as well. So um, it was all to do with like dropping down onto a certain spot, flying away where um, the person, like the trainer would have started 
initiating a fight with you. Yeah. But if you were if you could do it fast enough, you could press start and fly away. Okay. And it would essentially glitch the game out. Um and you would go back to fight the slowpoke. Then you would go back to um Celadon. Is it Celadon? Is, or you uh, go back to the water gym, is it? Yeah. I want to say Saladon, but I want to say Cerulean. Cerulean. Yeah, Cerulean. So yeah, you'd go back to Cerulean, walk back up to Nugget Bridge, and a Mew would fight you. Oh, nice. It was nuts. It's all to do with, like, their IV levels and their EV levels and all that shit. It's, like, insane. But Mew was actually coded into the game, and that was the only way you could access it. That's mad. I never knew that one. This... One of the other rumours that I always heard was um, the cave where you find Mewtwo, that if you went a different way, or if you run away from Mewtwo or something like that, that Mew would then spawn in that cave. Oh, okay. I, I think I hear that one as well. And mm -hmm. I think I did do it and it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I was left with no Mew and no Mewtwo. Yeah, same. <laughs> I had to restart my entire save. Yeah, you restart your save and um, replay through Pokemon for the five millionth time. Yeah, so my I think my most favorite generation has to be Generation 3. Because yeah. it had Fire Red, Leaf Green, Ruby, Sapphire and Emerald. And I think I had Ruby. Mm -hmm. um, I had obviously Fire Red, Leaf Green, but I then swapped my Ruby for Emerald. Um, so... I played and I found like this weird glitch and it would allow like at the end of Emerald, you know, when you went to the battle frontier, there was one of the, the buildings that you could go in, you can actually duplicate your Pokemon. So me being a crafty bugger, I was like, oh, I've, I've got the, like this Lugia level hundred. Like, do you want to swap it for this Pokemon or whatever that you have that you only have one of? And it's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I would duplicate my Lugia. And then just like siphon them off to people so I could get some 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 better Pokemons or some other legendaries and stuff. And then not so long after that, I would duplicate that. It would take seconds. It was like 30 seconds to a minute. It was fantastic. And then I'd be like, yo, I've got this uh ho. -Oh. Like, do you want to trade this for something? It's like, yeah, sure. And then all of a sudden they they watched me trading it and they seen I had a box full of Lugias, a box full of Mewtwo's, a box full of all the... It's like, how the hell did you get that? And they was just like sending me their best Pokemon or like their, their legendaries that they only have one of. But it was funny. I, I felt like a Pokemon leader at that point. I, I was in, I think you called it high school, but I was in comprehensive school. That's yeah. same as high school, right? Yeah, why not? Same thing. Bloody Cardiffians and your all posh high schools. It's just all places that we don't learn anything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I learned how to glitch the system and to bargain with people to get good Pokemon. <laughs> like I was, I was a little goblin in school. But yeah, but you've I was, always been a crafty bugger. Then. Yeah, I've always been a crafty bugger. Like think smart, not hard, right? <laughs> like it was fantastic. It was really cool, and that's that's when I started getting into competitive. Like, I didn't fully know what was going on. I didn't fully understand it. But because of the Battle Frontier in Pokemon Emerald, that's what sparked my love for wanting to play competitive. Like, or play more seriously. Because I actually found it a challenge. And it was a challenge. 
like where they were limited to level 50 or they were limited to level 100 and then there were certain types and that's what got uh, my brain started thinking like okay so they're gonna have these pokemon so i need to combat it with this even though they have moves that can combat my my uh the the, the pokemon that i brought to weaken them um because i'm super effective against them so it was like you had to constantly sort of like think about it and it wasn't until Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which is, I think, Gen 6, that's when I really got into it. And that's when I got into uh, the breeding with the IVs and stuff like that. And I spent 300 hours, I think it was, just purely on breeding, getting my perfect IVs uh, and all that kind of stuff. And that's when I really, really, really got into it. And I and suggest a challenging game for you to play then. Okay. Um, so have you ever heard of ROM hacks? I have, yes. That's how so they did the Nuzlocks, right? Um, essentially, yes and no. But um, So a ROM is the digital version of the game. Yeah. So you could have the normal games. And then people have taken the normal games and they've edited the games to make their own version and they call them ROM hacks. Okay. So there's a one called Emerald Kaizo. It's argued to be the hardest Pokemon game in existence. Um, there's, I think, 450 plus trainers in the game. And the game forces you to fight every single one of them. Oh. <laughs> okay. All of the... All of the trainers the major battles, gym leaders, the Elite Four, all have competitive teams. They're nice. EV and Ivy trained, and they are clever, and they play properly. Like, they play competitive style. So the only thing that I have, I have to complain about that is the fact that I can't recall a system being in place in... Pokemon Emerald or is it Emerald? The Kaizo is based on yeah. Emerald. Yeah. Uh I don't recall how to there's a place to like tell me what my IVs or EVs are. So are there is there something in game that can do that now? I'm not sure, but um because that will make it severely more difficult. Yeah, it's it's a really difficult game to run through. Um I think there's like an external program that you can use and you put like your Pokemon's details into it and it would tell you the EVs and IVs of the Pokemon that you've got. Okay. Um, but other than that, I'm not entirely sure on it. Like I I never really got into stuff like that, but I've watched a few people play through em Emerald Kaizo. Um, there's a guy on YouTube that um, he's deemed himself probably one of the best Nuzlockers in Pokemon. Yeah. And it took him a hundred and fifty plus attempts to Nuzlocke beat the Emerald Kaizo. Jeez, that's madness. I wouldn't do a Nuzlocke of it. I would. I wouldn't say to do a Nuzlocke of it, but just a just a playthrough of it would be insane. Like some of the gyms have like permanent weather effects as well. So, like for example, if I brought Rayquaza, it would not get rid of him, would it? You wouldn't, you no, you wouldn't get Rayquaza. Wait, you can't get him? No, like it's not ran, it's not randomized. You wouldn't get him until the end of the game. You oh. already have to go through. Oh those. yeah, you've got to go through them all. Oh damn. 
That's madness. Yeah. yeah. So the story of the game plays the same. The difference yeah. is it's, it's you have to battle everyone. You have to battle everyone. And like they have good Pokemon and with good move sets and know how to use them. Okay, that's that's sparked my interest, I'm not gonna lie. Because I'd it's, have to be strategic. Every time I would go through the the games, I wasn't strategic. Because, like, I know, for example, in Fire Red Leaf Green, if I chose Blastoise, sorry, not Blastoise, um, Bulbasaur, if I chose Bulbasaur, I would have the Rock Gym beaten, the Water Gym beaten easily. And Bulbasaur was a very, very easily, uh, easy to level up Pokemon. So by the time yeah. I get to Brock's Gym, I would already be a Venusaur and I just one hit them. Um, then by the time I got to Misty's gym, I would be like maybe one or two levels, so I'd need a second Pokemon to comfortably yeah. beat her. But this seems like a challenge, and this yeah. seems like a challenge that I would very much enjoy and very much rage on stream with. <laughs> yeah, he, so, um, the the guy that did it when he knows locked it. Part of his rule set was he wasn't allowed to over level for gyms as well. Yeah. I would try not to do that. To have. Yeah, because when you're doing it for this reason, mm. like unless it has something like coded into it, like what uh, Ash has on his Pixelmon server, where the the actual Pokemon of the trainer that he is matching you. Mm. So unless it has something like that, which I doubt it would, because I'm looking at it right now and it was updated 2017. So the chances are it's not, but it will be fun. Like I, I would definitely something I I'd love to see you play through it. Oh yeah. I think I will. Like I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'll try and set it all up so I can play it. And uh I will either do it with a controller. Just so it's easier. I, I do it with a controller, it's a lot easier. Yeah, just so it's easier. And uh I will see if I can figure out how to get the like you know when people have their Pokemon and stuff on screen? Like and they just do it with ease. I tried doing that before and I had to download all 300 and odd at the time uh, Pokemon and then getting them on sources. And I was just wondering, is it, there has to be an easier way to do that. But uh, it would be fun to do. I definitely enjoy doing that. Oh, definitely. Because it's I think like, it's right up your alley. Oh, yeah. Like, and then Ash would come in. He'd be like, yeah, I can do that. And then he would play it as well. <laughs> and Generally, we... I'd love to just, just play through it. And if Ash comes in and says anything, be like, you do it. Yeah. 100% you do it. Yeah. Like, you take on these Ivy and Eevee trained people that you haven't uh, coded in, Ash. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know their weaknesses, Ash. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be great. Like, I've got that on my downloads at the moment, so I can download it after we finish this. But it, it genuinely looks pretty fun. Oh, definitely. So, oh. there was one more game as well that we were talking about, and neither of us know much about him. Well, I think you know a bit more than me because of your friends, but God of War Ragnarok. So yeah, I've never ever played a God of War game, but they I, always looked really cool. And so I've never played them, but I've watched people play them, and they look absolutely stunning. Yeah, the graphics on them are absolutely phenomenal, and like the Ragnarok, the Viking kind of theme, that's up my alley. I like that kind of stuff because of the Norse mythology and stuff. Um, but I'm just looking at the blurb at the moment. So Ragnarok, also known as the Twilight of the Gods, is a major event first prophesized by, I don't know how to say that name, Jotun Gra... 
that foresees the ultimate battle that results in the death of many gods, including Odin and Thor, as well as the rebirth of the world through submersion into water. So Kratos and Arteris, I'm guessing that's the people on the front, the the little boy and Kratos's daddy, you know, the, the guy with the beard. So it's technically... Yeah, they're, they're the main characters. Yeah, so that's pretty much me and you going on an adventure, right? A big, balding or bald guy, Viking-looking kind of guy with a beard and then like a little blonde, mousy-haired kid. <laughs> yeah, he, he does quite often refer to him as just boy. Boy. <laughs> boy. Literally so, like that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, know your place, boy. Yeah. So it looks like I've seen the trailer. It looks pretty sick. Graphics, as we've already discussed, absolutely phenomenal. Mm. I know there are some people in the community that like it. For example, Max, like he loves yeah. God of War. Um, but it looks it looked like a really fun game to play. And coming off, I didn't fully play through um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but that was due to streaming and PC constraints because for some reason my PC decided to balk and it didn't like playing it anymore. Um, they it was due to some bugs and stuff in the in the game but they've obviously updated it by now so i should really get into playing that again but uh i really enjoyed that and i really i was in uh asgard at the time of like yeah. constantly bugging out so i was like doing the loki quest line and that kind of stuff and seeing the trailer for this uh god of war ragnarok it it looks right up my alley to play so do you know oh, do you know when it's being released um they haven't had a release date as of yet but it is due to come out this year um the only problem you've got with it is it is a playstation exclusive oh yes i forgot so, so I, th- I don't know how it would look I, I know you've got a playstation 4 i don't think you've got a 5 yeah i've got a ps4 pro and since i've changed my room around to make it easier to stream with uh yes uh, my PlayStation 4 Pro is now in a box on the other side of my room. Um, so um, my PlayStation props up my monitor. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, fair enough. But yeah, it's that's oh, that's the only deal breaker for me. I don't fancy buying a PlayStation 5 yeah, just, just to experience it, just for one game. Yeah. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to miss out on that unless they port it over to PC. Oh, speaking of porting something over to PC. Uh, mm-hmm. I did watch a video on Linus Tech Tips the other day, and yeah. there was Spider Man uh, coming to PC. So oh, I'm nice. not, I'm not sure whether it's going to be the original. I can't remember, so it, I think it might be the first one. So the mm-hmm. Spider Man remastered, I played that many times. Uh, I yeah. played through it about three times, I think it was, because like a new game plus came out, and then like a harder difficulty. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. So Spider-Man, I think that's coming to PC in August. Um, and then let's have a little look. Yeah, so... That was a PlayStation exclusive as well, though, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So it looks like, actually, Miles Morales is coming in the autumn, too. So we might have both Spider games. Oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah. That's... It, could, it could open the door for God of War coming to PC as well. Though. Exactly. That's That's the hope, because... The thing is, with Xbox Game Pass too, like, they've got the Xbox Game Pass PC, which allows you, to, like, we can play... For example, one of the games that I really would like to happen is Skate. Skate 4. Um, I used to love playing the Skate games on Xbox when I was younger, and I've got it on uh, Xbox Game Pass right now, and I would like to do a stream of it too, 
but I think that's one of the games that I really like to chill with because yeah. it's just skateboarding essentially. But um, if if Marvel, sorry, if Sony are bringing uh Spider Man and Spider Man Miles Morales to PC, that would be spearheaded in a um, PlayStation Online style. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. Because that's all, that's all we need to do. We we just need PC, Microsoft, and Sony to play nice with each other, um, activate cross-plat play, activate the games across PC, the porting of it. It's, it's not that hard. Like Yeah, but they, they never want to play nice, though. No, I know, but <laughs> we, we can dream. So I think from these reports, the, uh, the first Spider-Man is actually coming on August the 12th this year. Mm -hmm. So two months away, just over two months. And then the autumn, it'd probably be like October, November kind of time, I'd say. Because that's when all the other games, like the decent, like big releases, that kind of stuff comes out. Because there's Call of Duty, I think, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 remake. Even though they yeah. already remade it, that's, I haven't done much digging into that one yet. But the new Call of well, I say the new one, the old new Call of Duty <laughs> uh, Modern Warfare 2 remake, they only made a campaign version of it a few, few years ago. So, yeah. why are they making another remake? It's going to be the multiplayer as well, I guess. But I'm sure it was just a campaign remake that they did a few years back. Did you play much of uh, Call of Duty? You've seen my aim. <laughs> on console, I haven't, though. <laughs> it's, it's worse on console. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, I'll take that as a no. Yeah, but... no, like... I used to play the old, old games like Modern Warfare 2. I played when it first came out years ago, but it was yeah. only more because um, my stepdad would play them, so I would just play them because he had them. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Uh, so yeah. there's, there's one Call of Duty that I wish had a sequel, and that was Call of Duty Ghosts. Like, I never got around to that one. Call of Duty Ghosts is when I dug my heels in and got mm. really stuck in to competitive Call of Duty. That's when I was doing most of my game battles and uh, playing in comps and stuff like that. And, like, I love that game. The storyline was left on a cliffhanger, and, like, they've just done nothing since. And I think that was maybe around 2016, I want to say. But I yeah. really loved the Black Ops games. I first sort of dabbled in Call of Duty competitive in Modern Warfare 3, because... That was when my mates were playing it, and I, you're going to laugh, but I had a Nintendo Wii at the time because I didn't want an Xbox. I didn't want a PlayStation. I just didn't want it. So I had a Nintendo <laughs> I had a Nintendo Wii. I was a Nintendo fanboy, and I loved it. The graphics were okay. Like, looking back, the graphics were pants, right? <laughs> but at the time, the graphics were okay. I played all the Mario games, the virtual console, that kind of stuff. Uh, the Wii Fit, the boxing with that ball guy. And I ended up hacking my Wii. And did. yeah, of course I did. <laughs> and then I used the ROMs for Guitar Hero because I already bought Guitar Hero for my PlayStation 2 because I still have my PlayStation 2 and I love Guitar Hero. So I wanted it on the Wii. Uh, so I, I did that and I thought, I wonder what Call of Duty would be like. So I actually went to, I think it was CEX. It's like kind of like Game Station yeah. or whatever it is. So yeah. I I bought it for like £2. Uh, so I put it in 
and I was playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 with the nunchuck controllers and the Wiimote. And, dude, I was a fucking god. <laughs> like, I don't know how, looking back, like, I just don't know how. I used to go on, like, 30 kill streaks. It was just getting Moabs, left, right, and center. It was fantastic. And then I went over to my mate's house, Ross, and we played on, it was my first ever time playing on an Xbox, let alone playing FPS games on a controller. And I was shitting on people. And I was like, holy shit, this is easy. <laughs> Why do I even have the nunchucks? Why don't I just buy a controller for it? So I shat on them. And then not long after I had a, um, uh, uh, I bought an Xbox and we joined, I joined the clan with them. And essentially we were doing, uh, clan wars i think it was called back then so if you were in the clan your clan would try to beat other clans in doing the competitions faster or get the most points that kind of stuff and yeah. uh slowly but surely people stopped doing them because it was every weekend so people stopped doing them and while it was just left with me on my own doing them and i was like you know what it's just me doing them i would like to like try and get gold so i was I was there just trying to do like one thing that uh, clans of four plus to 50, like I, I can't remember the limit, but there was loads that, that I had to do. And after about two weeks, I got into the rhythm of how I needed to do things. And I found a sort of way to do it. And while my skill with Xbox and like playing on there was increasing like tenfold because I was pushing myself to the absolute limits, I was getting gold every single weekend from clan wars just on my own and i was just like this is fucking awesome i'm super chuffed with myself so i was like is there any competitive call of duty and that's when i found optic gaming and they were like my first love of like esports teams and then i found game battles that kind of stuff and that's when i got into it but i didn't really get into it until ghosts like and that was when i was like fully just like it absorbed by it. i had my own team i uh, playing with some friends and then we stopped after advanced warfare because advanced warfare is it was easy it was just too easy to shit on people if that yeah it, like because because of the double jump i had um like very good aim i had very good reactions and i was it was just too easy to be able to jump slide and get out of the way and just like i could hold hard points for v1 no problem and it was just to me, it was just too easy. And then after, I think that one maybe used Black Ops 3 or 4 yeah. with the extra jumping, like, I was like, you know what, I'm done. Like, I I don't want boost jumps. Like, it just made it too easy. And then they screwed it up in the next edition of Call of Duty and it just didn't, I didn't like it. So that's when I, that, that's why I stopped. Yeah. So what are the games? It went a, Sorry. It went a bit crazy, didn't it? Mm-hmm. What are the games that you've played back in the day competitively or like something that you could play the shit out of and just get better and better and better to at the point where you could go competitive are there any games like that for you no i, I never have like i was always a i always loved playing games when i grew up but like i was quite happy just being the average joe playing games to be honest <laughs> like um i think Probably one of the best games I actually got at was one of the FIFAs where um, me and a couple of friends used to play pro clubs. Yeah. And we 
I think it, it used to be you'd earn a certain amount of points for your league position um, for every game you played. And, like, we'd look at the teams at the top and how many games they played and the amount of time that they put in and stuff like that. And it worked out that, like, had we sunk the same amount of hours into the game playing games as they did and played the same amount of games, yeah, like, we were on par with them. We were earning the same average points as they would have to be at that point without actually putting the hours in. That's mad. That's... Like, yeah, we were a disgusting team on FIFA. Like, I really enjoyed playing pro clubs. When I would, like, play it as and when, like, my mates wanted or whatever. So they were playing it more than me, but they took it way more seriously. But they weren't necessarily good at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it was strange. And, like, it was kind of like... Just because they played it more, they thought they knew more. And just because they read, like, oh, you should change your club tactics to this or your formation to that because this person said to do it. And they mm. their video on YouTube had, like, 10 million views. Like, they think that that's what you needed to do. So yeah, that's the kind of people that I was playing with. Mm. But uh, the, yeah. the biggest problem we ever come up against was people having someone playing as the goalkeeper who had thousands of games in goals and their goalkeeper was like 99 overall and it was fucking ridiculous to try yeah. and score past them like dude the worst part <laughs> the worst part about playing pro clubs is when you come against that particular there was two types of goalkeepers right there was one which was like 6999 overall and he could do all the skill or he had all the strength going and that kind of stuff and he could just come out and just do roulettes around you flick it over you and you couldn't even come anywhere near him because uh, if he was the tall one, he would strength you off and just like push you off and you, you'd fall or something and you couldn't catch him. Or he was the little quick one and he could do the skill so fast and he would like cover the entire like football pitch in like 10 seconds. Like you just couldn't catch up to him. It was just insane. But it was, it was just hilarious. And he, he was like five foot four. So, and when you do take shots, their agility and reactions and everything were just perfect. They would just essentially kind of teleport just to the corner of the the uh the gold and save the ball it was fantastic like i wish the, the, i was good like that <laughs> the worst one we ever come up against was this team they were beating us one nil with like i think like 20 minutes left to go which in fifa terms was like two minutes yeah um we had like 20 to 25 shots on target and he'd saved all of them and it was like every time that we would like play the ball over the top and one of us would be through, he would either save it or he was already there sweeping up, like making a tackle or yeah. whatever. So it was a nightmare. So I turned around to one of the guys. I was like, listen, play it up to me because I've won every header. I'm going to flick it on. You're going to hit it first time regardless of where he is. And we done it to him twice and scored two goals from it to win. Nice. Because so he just wasn't prepared. Yeah, you'd think for that, that first they were, shot. Yeah, they were just always going up for the uh, to the catch or something. See, that's mm -hmm. the that's the kind of thing that games like that need. You actually need tactics and people like analyzing and just knowing what to do to counter it. It was insane. Like they had one shot on target and one goal. Like uh, the guy who played any for us, who controlled all the defenders and all that, was nuts. Like oh. he blocked everything. He made last ditch tackles. Everything. That one shot they had on target. 
yeah. which I'm pretty sure was from like a deflection or a corner or something anyway. <laughs> I really, and then we had that. I really dislike the people that used to play any. <laughs> like they would pick any and or goalkeeper or striker and stuff like that, and they were just awful, like dog shit mm. awful. Oh no, he hated playing as any. Oh, he did. <laughs> but but he was godly. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It would be nice to, if if we had, obviously more people interested in FIFA and stuff. It'd be nice to just get like a pro clubs going. It'd yeah, be fun I probably should have um, let people win some more games against me when we played last time. They might have had more interest. Yeah, I took it easy on you, gamer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, to be fair, to be fair, that goes back to the competitiveness. So we'll go back to GBD for just a quick second. So. As much as it's a meme of like me saying, oh, yeah, I didn't even try that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's genuinely the case because I think in in my head, the way I want to stream, and I think you can probably agree with me because you said about yourself being like an average Joe gamer. So if I really enjoy a game and I sink thousands of hours like I have done, I'm coming up to 2000 hours on Dead by Daylight. If I sink that amount of time into a game, I'm not doing it because... I just want to casually play. It's like, I want to do it because I want to get good at the game. And I believe I hit that sort of ceiling as like, ego check me if you want, but like I got to the point where I learned all I needed to learn as far as like how to do things like the text, this kind of stuff, what works, what don't work. And you can kind of, you get to a point when you've played so many hours that you can actually read what a killer is doing or read what a killer is going to do. Like you can treat the game like chess. Like you, the only time that you can't do that is when either it's like a baby killer or they just fed up of mind gaming and then it going wrong. So they mind game the mind game and then sort of like they keep doing sort of weird things that aren't conventional. And then that one, one uh, chance or the other, one of you are going to screw up uh, and it's down to like chance. So, like, when I'm streaming Dead by Daylight, I don't feel the need to constantly try hard, constantly escape, constantly do this, that, and the other. Like, get the juices, get the, get the place and stuff, like other streamers do. Like, there's streamers out there that are known to need to play at the highest level possible. Mm. Otherwise, they feel... Max Sorry? Max MMR. Yeah, Max MMR. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I look to the side and see my hat. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this, like, they need, in quotes, like, maximum MMR. They need to be known that they're the maximum skill, they're the best at this, that, and the other. Like, I don't feel that's healthy because unless you're playing an actual competitive game, for example, League of Legends, uh, for example, FIFA, even, or Call of Duty, like, I don't feel the need to app like constantly sweat play like the best and optimally as you can because if you do that and you get known for doing that and people come to your stream and like hey this this person's like the best dvd player or best fifa player kind of thing people kind of come to your stream expecting that so whenever you yeah. do play bad it's kind of like oh this guy's not actually that good or this person's not as good as people said they were yeah. so being able to take a step down from that and just only play good or only sort of turn it up kind of thing when you need to for example like i've done it a few times in games where i'm just playing casually i'm just having fun which which that's for me that's what i want to do 
I want to be able to just chill in games. I want to be able to have fun, just chill, just uh, and just like go around, do my business, get challenges done, do whatever. If I get face camped, I get face camped, tunnel, tunnel, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. But if I feel the needs, which I have done in a few games recently to be like, you know what? We need to win this. Like, I just want this, this killer's being a jerk. So let's just run him or let's just do this, that and the other and just win the game. And I've just flicked the switch in my head to like go from casual play to, I don't want to say competitive, but that's my mindset. Like, start trying. Yeah, start trying. Yeah. And I don't mean to sound like I've got huge ego with dbd or whatever because it's not a hard game that's the biggest thing about it. it's not a hard game to play and it's not yeah. a hard game like if you've learned one or two of the loops you can pretty much do them all i've like i the other day i can't remember what killer it was but i ran them on killer shack and maybe the one loop outside of it i think it was for three gens and i did it easily enough and then i lost them like uh, it's, it's just easy like if you know how to loop it unless you can if you can break eyesight and get rid of the bloodlust and stuff you can just loop them infinitely and it's, it's just super easy the only reason why i looped them outside of the loop of killer shack is because i already looped uh, around a few times and blocked the window so yeah. i would have, have been hit so if you know how to play it and know how to play certain loops and stuff it's easy the only way that you'll get countered by that if is if the killer actually knows as well and if you play casually like me, it's kind of a 50-50% chance. Yeah. Um, if the MMR does work, the, the killer actually knows how to loop. So, and if, like I said, if killer's playing like a jerk or like face camping, that kind of stuff, then you know, like you do one of two things. If they're face camping, you haven't got borrowed time, you slap the gents. And then the killer will complain, oh, you gen rushed. Or if you got borrowed time, that kind of stuff, you've orchestrated something, which what we've done many times before, and got the got the gens done, got the save, got the exit gates, and all of us are on. So it's like I said, it's not that much of a hard game. It's more the fact that I want to relax and chill playing it and enjoy the game. And then when I need to, I can flip the switch, turn it on, go hard mode. And that's it. So I think that's what people enjoy about my content, maybe, because I'm more of a chill vibe person. I'm not like constant try hard. Um, I have to win, I have to do this, that, and the other. Because as soon as I start doing that, and people start coming to me for that, I can imagine if I start playing more casually again, that's when it'll drop off. And I don't want to get stuck in that rut needing to try hard constantly, because that, that's not healthy. Yeah, definitely not. I think you are the same as me as well, by the way, in that respect. So you, you play the games for the enjoyment, not to be the best. No, I, like half the games that i play i will die trying to do something that's really stupid that shouldn't yeah. work but it's hilarious when it does it is it's like even if it's just running up to the killer just poking them in the face and then all of a sudden they just drop you and just face camp you <laughs> to, to, to me and you crouching and throwing a pebble at bubba simultaneously exactly yes. and then me getting mori like 30 seconds later <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic though it was it was brilliant but that's, that's, that's the thing. We just go in, like we bring pebbles, we bring deception, and then we just mix our scratch marks up, just run the killer, just have some fun. And we throw rocks at them. It's like that. That's the moments I live for. And that's why I wanted to get like the juice of the month competition that you do go in. Exactly. Because 
Oh, uh, what is the juice of the month, by the way? So it is a monthly competition where people enter their clips of their cracked plays or their best plays, or even just trying something that shouldn't work, but, but did work, so it looked really cool. Um, and it's sponsored by uh, G2A, which is an online key company for games, and they give us a game up to the price of 30 euros, I believe it is. Yep, that's correct. So... Um, for the so I put the video together of all the people's entries and then it's voted for by the people on stream. Yeah, pretty much. It's awesome. There's been quite a few winners so far the last couple of months that we've been doing it. And uh, they've chosen some great games. We did actually have a draw last month. And yeah. it was definitely Howler, Badly Texture Grass. We had the votes and they both had the same amount of votes each. They had like 17% of the votes uh, each and they both draw. So we did it another live poll inside the uh, the stream and it was 50 50 again <laughs> so uh as we were doing the draw uh deathly howler very kindly actually said you know what let badly have it and so badly texture grass uh officially won and it was just great so they chose uh hunt showdown as their game of choice up to 30 euros which is a fantastic game by the way it's it's very difficult for me <laughs> Because I liked I like the more run and gun kind of thing. That's kind of a more stealthy sort of take your time approach. But it's yeah. it's very cool. It's a very good game. So uh, mm. that's that's what we got going. So thanks, big up Steve from G two A, which hopefully we will be able to get on the podcast very soon. We uh, love you, Steve. <laughs> we love you. So yeah, I th I think that pretty much wraps up this podcast, right? We've we've talked about quite I think a lot. So. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a fun chat. It has. It's it's. Well, it lasted longer than I thought, which uh, yeah, my definitely. my wife would also agree to. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing you've lasted too long in in a while. In a long while. <laughs> so yeah, gamers, that's that's pretty much it. So feel free to subscribe, like, all that kind of stuff. If it's on other platforms, just like follow and all that jazz. Share it about; it would be much appreciated. So yeah, Ryan, any last words? Um. No, I think that's it, really. Um, the only thing I would say is if you would like to, if there's any stream streamers that you would like the spotlight shined onto, if you could suggest them to us so we can give them a little look-see, um, they might be featured on the next uh, streamer of the month. We can get their social medias out there and hopefully get people going in and saying hi. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because that's, that's the thing that this is going to do as well. And that's the reason why I made my community is to just broadcast... And just bring everyone together, like-minded, and being able to do this podcast as well. If if it takes off, that would be fantastic to meet even more people, get everyone involved, that kind of stuff, sharing communities, and just getting everybody just like-minded together and creating content yeah. together because that'd be fun. Yeah, we want to be able to bring them even onto the podcast as guests as well, and have a chat with them and see what games they're interested in and stuff as well, and exactly learn more different perspectives, different games, and. It'd be awesome. It'd be really cool. Indeed. Indeed. But gamers, thank you for listening. We will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.